0: Welcome you guys, I'm Sarah Shook, and this is another episode of I'm Shook. I'm here with my good friend Daniel Strauss, Uh, just gonna, you know, throw some groundwork down there. We did Main Stage at Second City together, so...
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's not a big deal or anything, but you should know right up front, you know, it's kind of a comedy institution, and, you know, we were both part of it, so...
0: Yeah, and now we're here in L.A. (laughs) And... We're here in L.A., and we're very shook up about something that I don't know that much about, but Daniel does, and I'm excited to hear about it. We're shook up about wrestling. Pro
1: wrestling, baby. Yeah. The,
0: yeah,
1: The best.
0: Um, I know I asked you this before, but I do to ask again. Let's get it on, on the, yeah, the, the record. For um, sure. My boyfriend wanted to know who your favorite wrestler was from the 90s.
1: Yeah, and I feel like su- this is like such a cop-out answer because it's like such an obvious answer, but I think it's The Rock. Um, like, I love The Rock. I, st- okay, I started watching wrestling in the 90s, and the reason I started watching was because, well, first of all, I just, like, turned it on by accident. It was me and my brother, and we just saw it was on, we accidentally turned it on, we were like, this yeah. is, like, hilarious. This is, like, the funniest thing I've ever seen. These, Because <laughs> it, it's all just, like, these incredibly huge emotional conflicts being carried out sometimes by people who don't really have the acting chops to carry it, to, to pull it off. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, that's what kind of draws you in. It's like, this yeah. is like this crazy, like, at the time, it was kind of like a redneck soap opera. I think it's changed a bit since then. But, like, but it does, but but we started off watching, like, kind of ironically. And then before we knew it, we were like, no, 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 we we love this. We were watching we're Monday night, Thursday night. Then we found out there was an hour show on Sundays. We are like, we got to watch that, too. We were, like, totally, totally hooked. And... The Rock, so I started watching, and I was like, where's Stone Cold Steve Austin? Because he was like the biggest star at the time, but he was injured. Yeah. He was out for a long time with a neck injury. And I was like, well, if he's not around, like, you know, what what's the point? Yeah. And then The Rock just like turned it on, and like...
0: Everybody smelled what he was cooking.
1: Everybody could smell it from a mile away. <laughs> he's in the kitchen over here. You're down the block. You're like, The Rock's cooking something. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: He was to coin a phrase, electrifying. He was, like, incredible. And you were like, you know, as a high school kid, I was like, this guy is amazing. I want to root for this guy. Yeah. So we went, my brother and I and some friends, uh, to a pay-per-view called Backlash that was in Washington, D.C., where I grew up and not far from where you grew up. Yeah. And The Rock had been chasing after Triple H for months trying to win the title and it was a month after Wrestlemania we really thought he was going to win at Wrestlemania he didn't he lost to Triple H again it was like I think back to that time I was like I was like legitimately like shook like I was (laughs) I was like legit like so upset like I was like oh like that was his night to win and he didn't do it so we go to this pay per view the next month and The Rock won we were there when The Rock won the title after months of going after it that's awesome it was like the only thing I can compare it to, in terms of like, like the hopeful feeling of like, like everything is finally right again, and this is gonna sound ridiculous, <laughs> okay. but it's like the night that Obama was elected.
0: Oh my like, gosh.
1: I was literally, I was like, he like The Rock won the title, like it, it's over, like all these jokers, the Big Show, Triple H, DX, yeah. these guys are finally gonna get theirs. The Rock's got the belt, like, and I think he lost it in like a month. <laughs>
0: Can, can I, did you think yeah. at that time that all of this was real? That like, no. Or did no. You,
1: okay. I knew it was staged. Okay. But it didn't matter.
0: Th- but they plan who wins too, yeah. right? Did you think they they planned it or did you know?
1: Did I think that they, like that it was, that they had already determined a winner like yeah, earlier in the Yeah, or do you think evening? it was
0: like, no, he actually, he earned this?
1: No, 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 no. It's a scripted television show. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I knew that. I okay. mean, <laughs> yeah, no. I, that's what's so amazing to me is that, I remember, and I've had like a few of those moments watching since, not quite on that level. Yeah. There's been, I can think of one other time where I literally like got up off my couch and was like, I I can't believe it. And it was like, it was probably when Shinsuke Nakamura won the Royal Rumble last year because he was just like, he's like, he's my favorite right now. And he was a real long shot. And I was like, this is, it was just a wonderful moment for him, but not on this level. And I like, I haven't been able to recapture that feeling of like even though i know this is scripted and i know i'm just it's just a television show getting me worked up like i was it affected me it made me really really happy
0: yeah i don't think you're the only one that that's happened to you i feel like a lot of people who are really into wwe and wcw are like mega fans it's like one of those things where they're just very into it
1: well it they they I think they. This may be like one of their catchphrases, but it's true. Like they make moments. Like they. Yeah. They. They are a series of. It's. It can be hard for them to sustain something. You know what I mean. You might not remember the four week build-up, but you remember the moment. You remember like the. Like I still remember clear as day when the Rock. Took Triple H and Shane McMahon and rock bottomed them through a table. Like I remember, yeah. like I remember watching it happen. I remember him holding up the title. I'm just and just going great. Like I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that I was there. Yeah. That I'd gotten to see it. because it's there's really like, there's nothing like it live. Like, it's it's the best. Like we have a, a mutual friend who is yes. involved in the in the business. And she, a few years ago, she gave me comp tickets to go see Raw when it was here in L.A. And they were like really good seats. And it was like, it, it was just, it was all, like, seeing it live, there's just nothing like it. That's cool. Yeah.
0: I like it. So, you kind of grew up with it, um, and we were kind of just talking about how it's different or changed. What What's different about it now from the 90s? Actually, before you get into the question, I just want to let you know that I'm a huge rock fan, too. Oh, yeah. Not from... Wrestling, but I'm obsessed with the show Ballers right now. Oh,
1: really? I think he's actually like a good actor. He is a good actor. He's a really good actor. That's part of what made him stand out on the show. Is he's he's not he wasn't like anybody else on the show. I mean, Austin, him fighting Austin, like I could have just if every month they were like, and it's gonna be Rock Austin again, I would have been like, yep, that's fine. I could just watch this till the end of time. I I don't mind. Like the two of them were just incredible. Like they both had such chemistry, but they and they were both in such different ways like cuz Austin was like this like redneck sort of badass but the rock he's like this smooth cool he could talk like yeah. the way that he spoke his promos were like you like every single time he got on the mic you were like I can't wait to hear what this guy has to say maybe he did like four moves yeah like maybe he had four moves in his arsenal and one of them was like punch <laughs> but like, but it just you like you just loved him like, and and he still has that same charisma like on TV like in he's any of his roles. He's
0: great. On, on Ballers, they always have like monologues for him and stuff, and I'm like, oh, he's like really like good and, in front of people, and I'm obsessed with the show. So
1: when I went when they were here, they were taping something for a movie that's coming out soon called Fighting with My Family. Uh huh. Um, and The Rock like produced this movie, and he was there. Yeah. And he came out at the end and was like, all right, we're going to do some ex We need you guys to all be extras in this movie. Uh, and he literally, like, he walked up to, like, a control booth, like, right past. Like, could have touched him. Like, I'll show you the pictures. Oh my gosh. But he walked right past me. I was like, holy crap, it's The Rock. That's it cool. Was, yeah. He's, I mean, and they they bring him back occasionally now and he wrestles again, but he, it's not the same. Like, because he's, like, he's a different person now. Yeah, he's, like, he's got a new career. Yeah, he's Dwayne Johnson now. He's yes. not But... Those early years, like in the 90s and 2000s when he was like the rock. Oh my God. He was, every time he, every time he touched the microphone, it was like, it was gold.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I never watched it and I can still hear him, you know, cattle calling off his phrase.
1: Yeah. you. If you smell with the rocket, like, you yeah. know it, like it permeated popular yeah. culture.
0: And he elongated you know? the smell. Yeah. yeah.
1: He would, <laughs> he would do something with his tongue where he goes, smell Yeah. Like he, yeah. And then sometimes <laughs> he would just sit in it for like. A minute,
0: and people would lose their minds. Yeah,
1: the whole audience goes, "Is cooking." He doesn't say it. He's just like staring at the camera. And people <laughs> are just going nuts, waiting for him to say it and raise his eyebrow. I love it. I mean, God, talk about just just making it work. It's yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so that you were talking about how yeah. it's like different now. I don't know if you want to get into that at all. Or yeah.
1: Anything. Well, it's very, I mean, it's much more corporate now, you know, I mean, they're traded on the New York Stock Exchange and like, you know, yeah, they're publicly traded companies. So they have, you know, investors to please. And uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's much, some of the, some of the changes are for the better, you know, I mean, it's not so much, they did a lot of very crass things back in the day, What's referred to as the attitude era, huh. which is like all the fans look back on as like this golden, wonderful era, and in a lot of ways it was great because there was a lot more creative freedom, yeah. and these guys could go out and and do whatever they wanted. Um, now that led to a lot of good stuff. It also led to a lot of bad stuff. There was like a ton of homophobia. Yeah. Um, the women were like objectified. Just they were just completely. Uh, like, sex objects on the yeah. show. That's changed drastically. Sounds right, I guess. What's that? Sounds
0: right for that time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> for
1: that time, but it's yeah. changed a lot, which is really cool. That is good. They just had a um, an all-women's pay-per-view. Which oh, cool. was neat. Yeah, which was, like, the first time they'd ever done that. Um, and they've got, I mean, some of the women in the company right now, are, like, there's this uh, wrestler Becky Lynch who is, like, riding this high right now where she's just, like, really come into her own. And, I mean... She's, like, one of the highlights of, the, of Tuesday night at the SmackDown show. Nice. Um, yeah, so those changes are, are positive. Um,
0: this is probably a dumb question, and I hmm. feel like I already know the answer before I uh, ask it. But okay. there's no, like, cross-gender wrestling.
1: Not yet. Okay. So there is in other promotions, and yes. certainly on the in, in independent wrestling scene, um, you know, a guy to talk to about that would be um, another mutual friend of ours, Jason schlafstein, oh, who I don't know if you know. <laughs> I haven't
0: seen him forever, but I love him. He's
1: he's working in wrestling now. He is. Yes, and he like books his own promotion. Like he works. Wait, he's a wrestler. No, no, he's he's a he's a booker, which means he like gotcha. sets up the matches. He like. Wow, you know, uh, determines the outcomes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like trying, he's like working his way up in the world of pro wrestling right now. Good for him. Yeah. I talked to him a few nights ago. It's, it's pretty exciting.
0: Cool. Give him my best. Uh, I
1: will. Um, but yeah, so you'll see that on like the independence. Um, and you'll also see it, uh, there's a show called, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it right now. I can't remember anything right now. But there's a show that, that tapes... Lucha Underground. Uh-huh. And they do intergender wrestling on there. Really? But But it's not done in WWE. And that's part of the... Uh, I think part of the whole kind of corporate, like, man-hitting-a-woman thing. It doesn't exactly pull well sense. with the majority of the audience, understandably. Yeah. Um,
0: or teach, uh, I guess, a good lesson to up-and-coming generations. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean... I think I I was there was a, a podcast I was listening to a while ago where they were like this will happen like pro- maybe like by the end of next year and I think there's a chance that it will because yeah. I think that they could do it now that they've really built up their women's division and it's like it as opposed to sex objects who occasionally punch each other it's like women who wrestle yeah I think there's a there's a possibility that that they could do it and that they could maybe to the best of their ability do it in, in a tasteful way yeah but right now it's they don't do it at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. It's a it's a touchy subject to have to navigate.
1: Yeah, I mean, they'll, <laughs> they'll dip their toes in plenty of other t- oh, I'm sure touchy subjects. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one they uh they haven't haven't moved into.
0: Yeah. Um, sorry, I got you off track. But no, so, not at all. um, what's going on now that um is very different from '80s '90s wrestling.
1: Well, you know, like I said, the biggest thing is cleaning it up, especially like. Steroids and stuff were like rampant back then. Really? And they've yeah, they've like made like a really conscious effort to clean that up and like just generally like make this a more presentable product. Now it's still the at the end of the day the result is still two people get in a ring and beat the heck out of each other. But they don't use they rarely, I should say, they rarely use blood anymore. It was much more prevalent in the Attitude era era, excuse me. They have a much
0: sorry, that there's eras for it, like Like the Elizabethan era, the attitude era. Yeah, but if you say that,
1: that to any wrestling fan, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's the, there's the attitude era, there's like the classic era, you know, like the Hogan era, basically. Gotcha. And then currently we're in like the universe era Wow. Okay. where they refer to the fans as the WWE universe cool. which is, instead of fans, which is another thing that's changed that's really cool.
0: Sounds very universal.
1: It's extremely, it's almost too universal. Yeah. Um, so, so those are big changes. Um, just, but it, you know, at the end of the day, like it's still. It, that's the funny thing is, like, as corporate as they try to make it, it's still the same. <laughs> it's, right. You know, at the it's. At, I I think I secretly think if there was a way that they could like get rid of the actual wrestling, they would. Yeah. Um. But that is what they do. Right. Um. You know, they've. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but they've done some things lately that have bothered me immensely. Um, One of which was their recent trip to Saudi Arabia. I
0: was going to just ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they basically, (laughs) after, so they made this deal with the Saudi government and with MBS to go over there occasionally for just an absolute Boatload of money and run shows and basically be like travel agents for Saudi Arabia. Like, yeah. Oh, like the first event that they ran there, like every chance they got, they were like, "We're here in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. What an amazing place! What a wow! Isn't it great? Look at this great progressive place! Like literally, word for word."
0: Why did they go to Saudi Arabia in the first place? Money. That's, okay. Just
1: like an insane amount of money.
0: So the Saudis are just like. Want to come here? We'll give you all this money. That's
1: exactly right. Huh. They're like, we need, we want some good PR, and we want you coming over here, and we will give you, we have the money to give you.
0: Do you think that Americans went over there to watch the stuff, or was it? Oh no, 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 no. It was a no. Saudi audience. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then recently, there was this big event in the news with Jamal Khashoggi, where he was, you know, killed. The CIA has concluded that it was the Saudis that did it. You yeah. Know, Trump's on the fence, but, you know, maybe we'll it's win Trump. him over. I don't know, you know. He, <laughs> he's He's got the good intel. Um, yeah. So everybody after that happened was like, are they still going to go? Are they still going to go? And they did. They yeah. still went. And, like, it, I just, it just, you know, it, it it wasn't just that. It was also that, like, Shawn Michaels, who was a, a very famous wrestler in the Attitude Era and, uh-huh. or even earlier than that. I know what you're saying
0: now that you mentioned that. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: now you're, now you're in. Um, he, he retired um, in the 2000s after a match with The Undertaker. And it was like very, he was one of the few guys to be like, I'm retired. It's done. That was a perfect bookend of my career. I'm finished. Huh he came back to wrestle in Saudi Arabia because they paid a ton of money. Wow. And just like from a storytelling perspective, like it's just like aggravating. Yeah. Like he made this creative choice that would like to end his career there and then they were like, "Actually, we'll give you a ton of money." He's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it for a ton of money." It's How like,
0: much money do you think they gave?
1: I mean, I would bet that they gave him at least a million dollars for that match.
0: Yeah.
1: I I Truly. I mean, I could be wrong. But I know that he was making, like, enough that, like, probably, like, five years I could live very happily on. Yeah. You know, without yeah. working a day. Um, I just thought, I don't know. The artist in me feels like that's gross. I mean, and, right. then, and then the icing on the cake is that they brought back Hulk Hogan at this event. They had Hulk Hogan come out at the beginning yeah. and be like, hey, everybody. And, like, Hulk Hogan is, like, the most disgraceful, despicable...
0: Well, he just brightened his career with his reality TV show and everything that went on with his family life.
1: <laughs> yeah, because window because Hogan knows best, right? Yes. He clearly knows best. Now, with the benefit of hindsight, we can absolutely say this guy knew best.
0: He does know best of how to, I guess, ruin every part of your life. I mean, just,
1: just systematically take the whole thing apart. Oh, my god! So they brought him back, and he came back in the locker room and was like supposed to apologize to everybody. Really? Yeah, for the absolute racist trash that he said, and what he basically said was like, "Hey, you know, um, you you, uh, you got to be careful what you say, you know. Social media now and in this era, you never know who's listening. So, just watch what you like. It wasn't like, oh my gosh. I said something terrible. I need to beg you for all of your forgiveness. Yeah. This is, like this isn't who I. It was just like, yeah, just uh, watch what you say out there. Yeah. And like a lot of the, you know." <laughs> the wrestlers were like are you kidding me (laughs) like this is the apology
0: and then they brought him back you know he's like the wrestling version of brett kavanaugh
1: yeah yeah they uh yeah they similarly like you know at least hogan at least hogan admits that like it was him and wasn't like it was a body double you know with with kavanaugh it's like look i know this this seems like it happened but i mean it wasn't me i mean i don't know i just like to
0: drink beer (laughs) he
1: just he loves beer he does uh, what are you gonna do? You yeah. know. The guy loves beer. I can't
0: blame him for that.
1: No, certainly not. Yeah. Yeah, he's a class act.
0: Yeah. Anyways, um so Hawk Hogan came back. Did he wrestle in that or he just came to no, he like just... Either? That's like he just came
1: out at the beginning and was like, Hey everybody, I'm back and then he left. Wow. Yeah. I mean I didn't watch, so but from what I read that was what happened. I haven't watched in a little while. I've yeah. been a little a little angry at them for for that event and then for some other things that like don't that are just petty things to be yeah. mad about, like those are like my like big like i mean also you know Linda mcMahon is is in the uh trump's cabinet what yes vince mcMahon's wife is a, is in trump's cabinet she's the head of the small business oh my God uh, I didn't office even know yeah that yeah, so and they gave him a ton of money, they gave him like six mil, I think during the campaign Wow. um so it's like all this stuff just sort of gets to a point where I'm like you know what i uh I can't. And like, it's hard because I want to support, because I know the people who work there, though, like, the talent are not all a bunch of like right wing nut jobs. Like, they're just, they want to wrestle. And if you want to wrestle or you want to work in this industry and you want to make a living, you you have one choice. Yeah. You know? Um,
0: It's funny that you mentioned that about um, Vince McMahon's wife because the way you were talking to you, I'm like, wow, this sounds just like politics where. You know, they decide everything for you, and there's a lot of, like, backhanded, like, Mm -hmm. under-the-table sort of deals that go on. Um, But, you wait, you were saying something before we started recording? Again, Mm -hmm. all the good stuff. I know, we got so (laughs) so good, all the stuff we got before we started. Because when I asked you who your favorite... um, Uh Uh-huh. Guy was and I mentioned Sting and the Undertaker. Love Sting. One of my boyfriends, something about oh how yeah. Sting when he so
1: it's when they brought Sting when they finally brought Sting to WWE, which was a huge deal because all throughout the Monday Night Wars, yeah. okay, which is a subset of the Attitude Era, right? You know, the, okay, so the Monday Night Wars were there were two uh, federations: there was World Wrestling Federation (WWF) now WWE and World Championship Wrestling. Okay, and World Championship Wrestling was Turner and uh, WWF was Vince McMahon. Okay and they said we're going to we're going to put these both on monday night at the same time and we're going to basically see who wins. So what that led to was like like this golden age of like them everybody trying to outdo each other and like huh. each monday is going to be bigger and you know who's going to win in the ratings war. And eventually WWF won. They took WCW down because WCW was basically being run by a bunch of people who just could not did not know what they were doing. Yeah. Um but Sting was a guy who there were always rumors that he was maybe going to jump to WWE. Never did it. Same thing with The Undertaker. There were always rumors he would jump to WCW. Never did it. Yeah. So these two guys are sorta of like the like the, the loyal holdouts of the Monday Night War. They never jumped. A lot of other guys did jump and a lot of them went back and forth. Yeah. So when Sting, when they eventually brought him to WWE years later, when he's well past his Primes, the twilight of his career, he gets two matches in wWE he loses them both in the second one, he injures his neck beyond repair and has oh to gosh. stop wrestling <clears throat> yeah, and it's just like i really I really kind of wanted to see that guy win a match in wWE you know like yeah. why not like
0: <laughs> but the, do you think they did that to him kind of on purpose oh of
1: course, yeah. yes, they had him lose. I mean, well, I mean, there's no question it's on purpose. They script the finish, right? They yeah. script how the match ends. So. The first match was at WrestleMania, and it was like it was really fun. It was this big match where they brought back all these old guys from the Monday Night Wars, who were like, you know, there wasn't that much actual wrestling. It was mostly like a a show, all these guys running out and interfering in the match, and that was (laughs) it. Was fun. He he lost. He lost to Triple H, who was similarly like a WWF guy through and through, who never jumped. You know Triple H, yeah,
0: long hair, right? Well, like a lot of them.
1: He cut it off. Yeah, it's more corporate now.
0: That's right. Had to be more clean
1: cut. Yeah. I like Triple H. Yeah. I still, I think he's like, he seems like a good guy. And he runs all the developmental stuff now. Uh-huh. So he's like sort of like being groomed to take over everything in the future. And he, from what I can tell from the outside, seems like he knows what he's doing. And yeah. is capable of putting on a much better wrestling show.
0: Yeah.
1: Um... So he beats Sting. I think he like hit him a couple times with a sledgehammer or something. And then he, like, the. Jesus. Yeah, no, it was, that's like his thing. Is he, has a, he he takes a sledgehammer and puts his hand over the top and hits you with it. Oh my so, God. So, yeah, but. Um, but
0: they're not actually hitting them, or are they? That's no, of what course. I, with a sledgehammer? No, yeah. Well, <laughs> of course not with a sledgehammer. But what about, like, punches and stuff or kicks? Are they- it depends. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, like, some guys are probably like, yeah, you know, hit me. But most of these, I mean, the punches are like, they're, it's called a worked punch. like it's not you learn how to how to so in in the wrestling industry and I you know I should clarify I'm obviously not in the wrestling industry and everything I'm saying is as an outsider um but uh in wrestling, there's something called working the crowd. Mm-hmm. And working the crowd would be like if I like sat down here and was like, oh, Sarah, that's a stupid shirt. Where are you from? Baltimore? I hate Baltimore. You know <laughs> what I mean? The Sort of like to get you worked up yeah. so that you want to see me get beat up. Yes. You know? Um, or similarly, a good guy can do it. You know, working the crowd like, hey, Sarah, I love that shirt. And Baltimore is the heart of America. Now you want yeah. to see me win the fight, right? Yeah. So a worked punch is a, is a fake punch, basically. A, a punch that looks real, but it's... But it's a, they've been trained to throw it, make it look real, but it's not real. Otherwise, if you kept punching somebody that much, they would their face would turn They'd red. Lose their face. They would right, they would bleed. <laughs> you know, you know, a lot yeah. of things would happen that happen when you get punched in the face. Yes. Um, and obviously the sledgehammer is uh, that's a worked move as well. Yeah. But he like hit him like I remember the end being super anticlimactic. Like he like hit him a couple times with the sledgehammer and then pinned him, and then like they got up and shook hands. I was like, what are they shaking hands for? Like what? he just won this match, you know. It was, Weird. And yeah. then he fought a young guy, a young up-and-comer named Seth Rollins, who, like, the point of something like that is you you pass the torch. You know? Yeah. Sting doesn't need the win. Um, but I would have liked to see him get one win. Yeah. And that was the match where he got injured, too, which was really, really unfortunate.
0: So I have a question about that, too. Because so people get injured in this, but mm-hmm. all the moves are planned. So Sure, but
1: accidents of, happen.
0: Yeah. Was it an accident, or was it from...
1: It was, it okay. was, it's always an accident. Yeah. If somebody gets hurt, I mean, unless somebody goes into business for themselves, which uh-huh. be, you know, they just are like, I'm, I've got a real problem with this person. I mean, occasionally like somebody will give what's called a receipt, which is like if you, so if I'm throwing a work punch and I mess up and I accidentally punch you in the face, yeah. you might be like, next time that you, it's your turn to hit a move, you might hit a little harder. Yeah. You, know, you might give me a little receipt for it. Hey buddy, easy, you know, watch the fists. Uh-huh. Um. But um, pretty much any time that there's an injury, it's because somebody made a mistake. I mean, the whole, like, the, like, like, Bret Hart, who's another one of my all-time favorites. um, And he's 90s, too. He's up there with The Rock, but The Rock is still probably my favorite from the 90s. But Bret Hart, like, his, one of his, like, most proud things that he says is, I never hurt anybody seriously in my career. Huh? Like, because that's cause if you if you're hurt, you can't work. Yeah, and if you can't work, you don't get paid. I feel
0: like people do that in football too, even though football is an impact sport. But mm-hmm. I feel like they target people sometimes. Like, yeah,
1: target, yeah. Well, I mean, football's you know football's real.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, football the outcome's not planned, so you may you may need to hit that guy as hard as you can to get him to drop the ball.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, in pro wrestling, like the the outcome is planned. Yeah. Don't hurt the other person in there with you. Right. You know.
0: So if they. Do it could be like a deliberate personal thing. It or could outside. be.
1: I mean, so 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 Seth, so Seth Rollins caught a lot of heat for for that. Yeah, he went kind of through a string where he was hurting people. He hurt like a couple people. Really? Yeah, and I mean, again, it's not on purpose. But you know, they changed. They took a move out of his move set that seemed to be problematic. And I, I'm sure they talked with him. I mean, just recently, Becky Lynch, who yeah. we were talking about, she had a huge match coming up with Ronda Rousey the former UFC star who's now in WWE and this was, Becky Lynch is like killing it right now and this other wrestler punched her in the face and it was an accident but she punched her in the face, she concussed her and she, and Becky Lynch couldn't do the match. Oh
0: my God.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's like heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, like that's like the last thing you want to see but what they always do is they always turn it into a storyline so now that wrestler comes out and like, shakes her hand out and like you know blows on her fist and, you know she's the one who like punches people in the face. Yeah. Um but no you never want you you never want to hurt anybody. It's right. it's everybody you want to get everybody wants to get out with as little bruises and you know bumps as, as possible.
0: Yeah, that sounds like the ideal um fighting sport or entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay so who would you say are um the the tops right now for you?
1: Well, Becky Lynch is right up there. Uh Um, Shinsuke Nakamura, even though he hasn't done that much since he came to the U.S., he did win the Royal Rumble. I just love him. Like, I'm always going to love him. Yeah. He's... um, I can't remember if I ever made you watch videos of him backstage, but he's... This Japanese guy. I definitely made Chelsea watch videos of him. I think I saw a
0: few, but I don't he, remember.
1: There's this one particular entrance where he's wearing this big crown and this long, like, red coat, and he's like, he's his two like biggest inspirations are Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson. Oh, I love it. So all he right. does a bunch of like this, like, moves and stuff, and like when he gets in the ring, he grabs the rope and lies back and screams, "Yow!" Like, oh my god. Yeah, he's like, he's terrific. He's just the best. Do
0: they come up with their personalities on their own, or do you think they they're just giving it to him? depends yeah
1: um i think it's a combination of working with the creative team backstage and yeah. like i mean for him he came up in japan i think he probably a lot of that stuff was was him you know they're encouraged i think now especially in the development system like think about your character and who your yeah. character is and sometimes certainly more in the attitude era i think they would just kind of sit down with Vince and he'd be like you're going to be this you're going to be the garbage truck guy or you're going to be the Mountie, you know? Yeah. Um, but now the Lord it's... The
0: Michaels of wrestling.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the parallels are like pretty obvious, right? <laughs> um, I mean. Yeah, no, but like, it's like they're the two, they're the gatekeepers, yeah. right? I mean, the difference in comedy is that if you don't work at SNL, there's a million other comedy jobs That's you true. can do, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to work in wrestling, you're if, if you don't want to spend every day on the road trying to make enough money to get by, you gotta go to WWE. That's yeah. that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I think now more and more it's a lot of like the, the you know, them coming up with their own characters and it's it's the characters are a lot more organic now. Like there was a stretch where like you'd have characters like The Mountie, or like Doink the Clown.
0: Oh my gosh. Do you know Doink
1: the Clown? No. Look him up later. Okay. He's just a clown. But, um.
0: And does. Do characters like that do well?
1: Well, Doink did okay because Doink, the original run of Doink, he was like, kind of like a sadistic clown. Like, he was like, kind of like a darker, like, he was mean to children. Okay. Um, but a lot of them flamed out. A lot of them did not do well. Um, you know, the Berserker, um, or, uh, I mean, the Repo Man. I mean, like people remember these guys, but like they have kind of a short shelf life because they're just they're gimmicks, you know. Yeah. Whereas a character, you know, if you compare like the Repo Man and like the Rock, the Rock is a character. Yeah, that's not a gimmick. It, he, that is a f- Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's a. But like flip side, the Undertaker uh-huh. is a ridiculous character. Like when you just th- like he's a dead man who yeah. walks around like he's supposed to be like a reanimated dead person. Uh huh. Who who has a handler who carries around an urn with him and like like this should it shouldn't have worked like right. nothing he wears he originally used to wear these purple gloves like nothing about it should have worked but it did yeah because Mark Calloway, who plays the Undertaker just made it work yeah um so it, you know I mean it's it's like with any creative endeavor you don't know what's gonna work you know you yeah. don't like there's a lot of like. I used you know, like when we were at Second City, like trying out different stuff every night and like mm-hmm. doing your best to write something and like, well, are like, you know, you really, you kind of know like what you like or what you hope is going to work, but you don't really know if it works until you get it out there in front of an audience.
0: Yeah. So say someone like Doink the Clown, mm-hmm. he tried that, didn't really work. Could that person come back with a different character? It happens all the time. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kane, who uh, was The Undertaker's brother, uh-huh. still wrestles. Um, He's now actually the mayor of uh, Knox County, Tennessee. Huh. Um, he started out as a dentist character called Isaac Yankum, DDS.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, no. And, he,
1: you know, he eventually dropped it and he became... But that's an example of a gimmick where it's like, where is this yeah. guy? Isaac Yankum.
0: Yeah. I see, also, the name is so long.
1: It's so dumb. But then he's uh, been Kane for, I don't know, 20 years or something. Yeah. I mean, that's rare. Yeah. You know, to get a run like that. Um, but it's funny you were saying something before about how it's it's like politics. I mean, now it's more than ever. It's politics. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, he, like, loves wrestling. There's a wrestler named uh, Dutch Mantel who had a run in WWE as a character named Zeb Coulter. And he was basically a right-wing... Like, get these Mexicans out of here. This was before Trump was elected, oh mind my you. my Yeah, this, but he was, a, he was a bad guy, yeah. understand. That you weren't supposed to root for Zeb Coulter until eventually he turned good and then he kind of toned down his red. I think he just switched and was like, everybody's okay. But um, there was a night, he tells this story of a night where he went out and did a whole spiel about get these Mexicans out of our country or you know, whatever, uh-huh. we need to protect our borders. And Trump was in the audience and came really? up to him afterward. And was like, I gotta tell you, I really enjoyed your your routine. That was really that was really great. So Dutch Tell is like, you know, I got I kind of have an issue with this guy. I think he stole my bit.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah,
1: look it up because I mean because what what Trump did is everyone says it, but it's like yeah, it's it's pro wrestling. Like yeah. it's still pro wrestling. He knows how to work a crowd. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah, and like, get
0: people talking about him. Yeah. Um,
1: He's a tariff man.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I am a tariff. I saw him tweet that yesterday. I am a tariff man. and I was like, this is this is one of his best.
0: Oh my god!
1: I am a tariff man. This is, it's like it writes <laughs> the itself. The musical. <laughs> Such a beautiful line.
0: It's a song in the musical. He's always been a tariff man. Yes, I am a tariff man. <laughs> <laughs> it writes itself.
1: I tried to I tried to think of a tweet like to make fun of it. I was like, you can't. It's too good. It's too good on its own.
0: Yeah. I don't need to touch it. Yeah, let him be and do his own.
1: Yeah, uh, he's taking care of that.
0: Oh my gosh, um, I feel like I had a question in there, and this happens to me all the time, and I lost it. But that's okay. We were.
1: T- uh, oh, the fact yeah.
0: that the guy is like that character—they're mm-hmm. allowed to have such like, I guess, crazy characters like that, where they're getting like darkly political and like Republican or whatever that are like getting these Mexicans out of it. It
1: was a risky character at the time. Um, but again, it was before Trump was elected. And before Trump was elected, that was much more like, ha-ha, this is ridiculous. I mean, don't forget, throughout Trump's campaign, it was like, ha-ha, this is ridiculous, right? Until yeah. he won. So it wasn't, you could kind of, even though it was only like two, three, three, four years ago, you could still look at it and be like, well, this is a caricature of, of a racist person. These sorts of people, they exist, but society shuns them. I understand I meant to boo this character. Um,
0: but then there's also a large group of people that are like, hell yeah, I agree with that. And
1: he did get cheered occasionally. I yeah. mean, he did turn good eventually. I mean, As I recall, when he... Yeah, no, he turned good because he, he was a manager. He was managing a guy named Jack Swagger. And they used to come out and they'd put their hand over their heart and they'd go, we, the people. Um, huh. And he left Jack Swagger eventually and joined up with Alberto Del Rio, who is Mexican, huh. and was like, I was wrong and you know, we, we should be caring about each other. But yeah, it was, a, it was a risky character for sure. I remember, there, I think it was Glenn Beck who like called them out and was like, this is, what is this? Like this is, these, he had some issue with it. I think it was probably that he like really agreed with a lot of what they were saying but didn't like how it was being presented. I don't know. Yeah. But I remember they did a promo where they like, it was him and Jack Swagger and he was you know spouting his usual nonsense. And then he like stops and he's like, "Do we get it? Okay, great and they turn off the green screen and he just speaks directly at camera and he's like he's like Mr. Beck like the difference between me and you is that this is a show like i'm doing this i'm a character i don't actually believe this stuff and it right. wasn't quite as pointed as it could have been like it wasn't like he ended it by being like and you need to think about what you believe like it was more just like don't attack me i'm an entertainer yeah um but it was it was kind of an interesting moment because they were kind of rubbing up again i mean They'll do anything that will generate controversy in a way to get the mainstream attention. Mm-hmm. Mainstream attention is all that matters. They used to have it in the Attitude Era, in the Monday Night Wars. Wrestling was everywhere. Like those guys, like Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Sting,
0: yeah.
1: Triple H, like everybody, The Rock, Austin, everybody knows these guys.
0: Yeah, I didn't Be- even watch wrestling and I know who they are.
1: Right, because it was everywhere. Yeah. But now. If I said to you, like, you know, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Drew Galloway, Braun Strowman, nothing, right? Yeah, because it's not, it doesn't have the mainstream, they lost the mainstream Uh appeal.
0: Why do you think they lost it?
1: Well, the bubble burst on it. I mean, it it just sort of, I I think once WWF won the Monday Night Wars, they got a little complacent. And they were sort of like, well, and I think they're still in that complacency. Uh-huh. Um, Raw on Monday apparently had its lowest viewership of all time. Really? Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, there's a whole another reason why I think that's happening. But I could talk about this for way too long. <laughs> but um, okay. I think the bubble just sort of burst on it. I think it was, you know, red hot and people were into it. And then they got into something else. And they've, they're just constantly changing. You know they had an FYC event last year? No. They had their first ever for your consideration WWE event. Wow! Yeah, they did not get any Emmy nominations. Yeah, but they did hold an event in North Hollywood, uh-huh. not far from here.
0: Hey, it will generate, you know, buzz about it. I guess
1: uh, all they anything to get anytime a story of theirs even halfway breaks into the mainstream, there yeah. that's what they yeah that's what they want. So
0: they're a little desperate right now, which it feels like.
1: Well they're always they're always desperate. They're I guess always anyone at
0: the top of entertainment and wanting that attention always is, yeah. But they
1: want to be in the same sentence as like Disney. Mm. You know? Like what are the big entertainment companies? Well let's see, there's Warner Brothers, there's Disney, uh, WWE. They yeah. like they want that to be what they are. However, their product is inherently counterculture. It's inherently polarizing. it's two people getting into a ring and beating each other up anyway slice it even if there's no blood a parent can look at that and be like i don't think i want my kid watching this Uh well we don't have any blood anymore we've kind of cleaned up what they do yeah but they're still fighting right you know so it's i'm not sure how they're (laughs) ever that that they're constantly trying to please two masters because there's always this war of the fans of like we want an edgier product we want you know something something more like the attitude era and then there's like Parents and children who are like, no, no, we want like a PG product. We want our kids to be able to watch this.
0: Yeah, they're trying to find themselves again.
1: Yeah, uh, they've been searching for a long time. Yeah, and they, you know, it's they find it sometimes. Sometimes they don't. It's all about moments. There's there's moment. They create moments that you remember.
0: It sounds like they need to split again and have the one that's more Disney, and then have the one that's a little more uh, dark. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: People have said that for a while. It's like. When is somebody going to challenge these guys again? Yeah. But it hasn't happened. And it's not like people haven't tried. Right. People have absolutely tried. But McMahon is so incredibly wealthy. Oh. And there's so much money in WWE that it's like they how are you going to challenge that yeah like
0: maybe Donald Trump should just resign and challenge start his own that. promotion yeah and he should do that and
1: yeah that'd be great yeah he'd probably be great at it he probably would I'd love for him to do that instead <laughs> then I I would also then clearly know like which one I want to watch you know yeah. like I'm just not going to watch the Trump one <laughs> I'll just I can just go back to watching <laughs> WWE and feel okay about it again yeah. you know
0: you hear that Trump we got a new job for you yeah <laughs>
1: Did you hear it? hes I can't believe he made it this far in the episode. I know.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you so much for talking about this. It's fascinating to me and every the ins and outs of it. And um, yeah, I could talk about it with you for hours. It's
1: a very interesting time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, yeah. uh, it's good to chat with you about
0: you it. You too. Any final words?
1: Um, you know, that's the bottom line because Sarah Shook
0: said so. Thank you so much. Thank you. Daniel Strauss, you guys. Thanks.